Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, you. That's original for How's my hair? Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the way I like it. Boom! Yeah, it's like yeah. We're right back, fucking on cue, like we never, never been apart. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Original Freedom Podcast. Super happy to be back, sitting down with Tom and Nate. That's the first time we, the three of us have been together in how long? Three months. Yeah, a few yeah. months. Yep. Been out on the road a lot, uh, like everybody else is, burning working. it down, working. That's working it. Working solid, working. planting the seeds, and uh, doing what needs to be done. And and that tees us up really for a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Today's show is going to be on uh, basically Tom and I sharing our experience around our entrepreneurial ventures, which at some points have been together and some points have been separate. A mm-hmm. um, couple different industries, um, a lot of failures. A lot of big successes as well and really just going into this with the intention of as always giving you every aspect of what we've experienced which is what we stay in um, what we learn from it and and how things have worked out for us which we know doesn't mean it's right for everybody there's a there's a million ways to dive into an entrepreneurial journey some people uh, have their day job so to speak and start a hustle on the side and give that time to, to grow on its own and work themselves out of their, their day job. And then the other version is essentially just having a vision, knowing where you're going to go, having no fucking idea how you're going to get there and risking damn near everything to make it happen, uh, which is what we have uh, the most experience with. So <laughs> if, if, if you've, you know, whether you're had a job forever, leaving high school, wanting to be an entrepreneur, leaving college, wanting to be an entrepreneur, um, definitely will get some uh experience that at a minimum will help you think through your process uh and and why you're doing how how you're doing it and most of all i would say hopefully you get super laser focused on where you're going and give a damn about how passion will take you there um so the entrepreneurial experiences of the spooner brothers is uh what we're going with and i'll let nate guide us because he does it so well Okay, so your guys' first uh, step, first business together, how did this come about? Our first business together, well, we started out together from the beginning, essentially. Yeah, we started out together. <clears throat> we we worked, were working for another company, but it, the company itself was an entrepreneurial Oh, absolutely. We were, so even though we, uh, you know, hey, went to work for this company, it it was just a group of entrepreneurs basically. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we were number like five and six or something in. Yeah. So that was a, that was a big, uh, learning point for us. So the number one learning point from that, as far as like, Oh, get a job, uh, working for guys and, uh, working for somewhat of a, you know, an, uh, I can't think of the word brand new company. Startup. A startup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those words, you know, a startup, startup organization, you know, one of the big takeaways for me was the false sense of uh, security. That was kind of like as far as lessons learned in this yep. business venture, you know, is uh, is like, hey, we're solid. You know what I mean? Like there's this, I even had the feeling of like security because I was presented with an opportunity of like, hey, going to work with a guy, basically on a pure entrepreneur effort, um, you know, with my own money kind of deal uh, or 
you know, I mean, hey, working for this company, obviously Scott being there was the main reason why I wanted to go. But personally, it was, uh, I had this sense of like, like, okay, I'm safe. (laughs) Like I'm secure in this environment, Um, you know, which, which, which was the big deal and which was our first big lesson learned. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) <laughs> or what we like to refer to that is a delusion, <laughs> a false belief or a belief in a lie. You know, actually, like, I think it was a psychotic, psychotic, belief, belief psychotic in belief in a lie that sec- that security was going to be there. Yeah, because you know, I left a, when I got out of the army. I we joined a startup, like Tom said, and um, this is all about all around lessons learned. Because I can tell you, as 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 hard as the lessons learned was for this, because for me it was actually I got fired from that company, um, and it was also a total blessing uh, at the time. Yeah. I would have told you otherwise, uh, just pure emotion uh, and fear. Um, because to Tom's point, <clears throat> there's a CEO, there's a website, there's a plan, there's all this enthusiasm, there's stock. There's a uh, hey, hundred thousand dollar salary, you know, uh, some health and medical, all this stuff. Um, yet I don't care where it is you're coming from. If it's from a large corporation, if it's from the military, if it's from a government job, doesn't matter where. If it's a large umbrella organization, there is a. If they tell you you've got a salary aside from getting fired, you know you're going to make it. Mm. You know the health and medical is going to be there. So Tom and I walked into this, or I walked into it first, uh, and then, you know, six months later, so Tom got out and came in, and they had all those things. There's a CEO, there's a president, we've we've got this much funding, blah, 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 and then the next thing, you know, my phone rings, and it's like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late on pay this month. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next month, we're going, hey, can we, f- any way you can float this month, right? And what we were realizing and having to learn on the spot was like, Hey, this isn't some massive pool of other people's money anymore. Like IBM or, right. yeah, or so, you know, Cisco where, where, you know, whatever you're doing, the military doesn't matter. Um, when cash flow slows down, everyone is affected in a, in a small, you know, entrepreneurial venture. Um, also learned a lot about everything from raising capital, funding rounds, what angel investors are, what VC money does and looks like. The, a lot of positives came from that because it was had a lot of West Coast influence in the in, in the in the uh, Silicon Valley area. Um, yet at the end and at the end of the day, you know, the phone you know, call did come in and everything was gone. Everything was over in a moment. So, and I had no net, no benefits, no retirement check, nothing, just a boom. In fact, I was sitting in this house in the kitchen when the phone came in. Uh, and I remember crying like a freaking little, little boy, <laughs> uh, because I had at the time was married, mortgage, two kids, uh, two truck payments and nothing. Um, and the learning there was that, hey, security isn't real. The only security that exists is what I created. Mm-hmm. And at that point afterwards, it's going to be what Tom and I created. Um, and that if, if I was really going to do this, um, it had to be on my own uh, without like understanding. Yeah, no one's going to put a bank, uh, put a check in your bank this month, Scott. You've got to go. You're going to eat what you kill. Yep. Um, and I remember it very vividly, um, my ex-wife, wife at the time looked at me and she's like, well, you're going to go uh, get like a job, right? <laughs> like a, you know, that security, she, you know, and I, I was like, hell no. Yeah. It was the immediate, like Tom and I walked out back and said, well, what are we going to do now? 
Yeah. Um, and it was like, well, we're going to build a company. Yeah. And and that's where our venture together, pure, began. Yeah, and another <clears throat> another thing that I was confronted with as far as uh, in the entrepreneur effort and and what it takes to kind of be successful, right out of the get go when we started working for that company, um, it wasn't um, again. It was it was entrepreneurial ish. Was yeah. uh, you know, usually you take a job, it's got a fixed pay, it's got a duty description, you know, expectations, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we had that as far as my expertise, you know, what I was really good at. Um, it's like, but he says, well, what do you want? You know, whenever it comes to pay, whenever it comes on the road time, when uh. it comes to all that stuff. Well, for the first time in my life, I was like, well, I don't know. And my point with that is like, hey, what am I worth? Like what, what is my time worth? What are my efforts worth? Uh, cause again, I was, it was an, a new venture of like, I get to decide now mm-hmm. uh, versus, you know, whether it was being in the military or any other job, it's like, Hey, this job description equals this amount of pay Period. in this organization. Yep. So you might negotiate your price slightly, but they give you a starting point. And so here I was never having done that before. And this guy was telling me like, Hey, what do you want? No point of reference, you know? So it's like, do I go too low? Do I go too high? You know what I mean? Like what, you know, it was brand new. So I really had to do a lot of research, um, in the market space that I was going into and seeing, Hey, what were guys getting paid and what were their, um, qualifications and that stuff? Cause I didn't want to overinflate it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And come up with some bullshit. And also uh, a big thing for me was not, undercut it yep. you know what I mean because not really knowing that's what a lot of people either extreme one way or the other like ask some astronomical thing that they're not really worth or ask something way too low you know so I just went through that exercise of going like hey what what am I what do I believe that I'm worth at that time based off my experiences which was zero and then uh and what do I need like hey this is so at the end of the day you know if we're making millions of bucks for these people I don't care because I'm getting what I need because I've it was brilliant on his part you know what I mean and like Scott said we had a lot of negative experiences in our with this particular company but we there's no regrets it's not a negative experience you know there's wonderful lessons learned at I mean we were super pissed off at the time (laughs) you know know, like way and um with a lot less therapy too yeah way less therapy it was (laughs) It was a little dangerous, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was a lot. I mean, all of our, you know, I mean, just like it's all perceptions, all what we, what I choose uh, to believe at that time. Like, hey, I'm going to take this lesson, learn and learn it, and then move on. But uh, I guess I was just trying to talk about a little bit of, of figuring out, like, hey, what what am I worth? You know, and that was that was a that was a big thing because as an entrepreneur, like you're gonna have to charge people, right? You go in there, you brief them, you give them your elevator pitch. It's like, hey, here's what who I am, what I'm doing, this is what I can do for your company, and this is how much it's gonna cost. Uh-huh. You know, it sounds very simple, but like, hey, how, how do you maneuver that? And that was uh, took a lot of research, a lot of introspection, a lot of stuff that I needed to do. Yeah, figuring uh, out what you're worth is, is super complex. Um, 
back to it, it's simple to do the salary thing. Um, what are you going to sell? Is it a product? There's some areas where this is very simple, so to speak. If, if you're going to sell a product, that there's a market space established, there's known price points. Yeah, that we were selling are, a service. Right. And so I think it, it was, it's True, um, great point. very, very different from pricing a product versus pricing something that's intangible. Um, and when you're pricing the intangible um, and figuring out what that is worth, well, it's worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we have primarily sold um, services, our whole venture, whether it was tactical training services, whether it was con explosives consulting services to nuclear power plants, whether it was consulting service to organizations, service, service, right? So I'm se we we're selling things that have an output that's essentially predicated on how well these people receive our information and then actually do what we ask them to do deliver yeah. deliver right and um it, it's very interesting people that walk out of secure and i do over use an overarching statement like people in this case because people get a thought in their mind that if they were worth $150,000 in corporate America or at a big corporate job, that they can walk into a startup and tell that same person they're worth 150000 yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you're worth what you can bring in in revenue plus about 30% to cover yeah. your, your overhead. These are the things that people, you know, that I, we learned, you know, hard lessons together. The first time we ran payroll, I'll never forget it. I ran payroll for me and you. It was a red banner day. It was like, holy shit, we started a company. We, we're actually getting paid. We're actually getting <laughs> some money. And I ran payroll and I had just the amount of money that we needed to both, you know, make whatever small sum it was at the time. Bill to pay the bills and it was through uh, ADP and I remember being on the phone with them learning how to go through it and I had the exact amount and she's like well yeah you know you need another $4,000 in there I'm like for who <laughs> yeah. you know she's like well for the government for payroll taxes Payroll once tax? again, pay, what like, that? what the hell's that? Right? <laughs> so it's like, I have to pay the government to pay me and Tom? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This, you know, and, and we got a up. shorter paycheck then. Yeah. <laughs> you know? did. We had to short our paychecks to pay ourselves. Um, that's a learning point. All these things that just are handed to folks and to me for many years, mm -hmm. um, when it comes time to doing it on your own, when you know, it, it's just totally the game changing moments. And Tom brought it up, you know, it's one thing to you and call it other people's money, house money. Uh, but at the end of the day, if it's not in your bank account, decisions with, with financial decisions become very simple yeah. um, versus whenever you're playing with with your money. When I start playing with my and money, there's a finite there's a there's a source. finite pool. It goes empty quick. You go. Ne I went negative fast. <laughs> um there's not always, for me anyway, there wasn't always, there was zero banks willing to give a guy that had no college degree, was an ex-Green Beret, who had a vision of starting a consulting company, a loan. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. There's nope. there's no pro forma that really that can put together, I've got a vision, I've got a dream, you can't put a metrics on it, they don't know what the return is, so there's no loan. So I could have easily said at that point, well, it can't be done. Well, credit card companies give 20000 at a pop. I can get five of those. I got hundred grand at 25%. Once again, what was I willing to invest to make it happen? Because that's what it was. you know. And knowing worth, bringing it back around, um, 
people just overlay their old salary with what they're worth as an entrepreneur, and it doesn't work that way. Fucking devastating for some. I had a a dear friend of mine who was looking to come and do some business, and um, I said, what do you think? He says, I'm a $1,000 a day guy. I said, okay, who's paying you that? And he kind of had like, damn, dude, why'd you have to do that to me? I was like, because it was done to me. Yeah. And his answer was no one. I said, I know what my daily rate is now, and I can tell you that because people are willing Past to pay it. That's right. So things, uh, you know, in, in any type of service-based market where you're expert, you know, if there's expertise that's coming to the game, things are intangible. It's like intangible. Well, they could be worth tens of millions or they could be worth nothing. The question is, you know, what do you believe? Because belief ties another thing, you know, belief drive behaviors. And as Tom said, until you're willing to, until I was willing to say, this is what I'm worth as a consultant in the private sector to executives. And if you won't pay this, I'm walking away. Mm -hmm. It took a long time to get there long time they told us when we, we started our venture many successful people said five to seven years before you even know if you're going to make it and i remember we didn't thinking, even understand that yeah and i remember thinking you have no fucking idea who i am um and they <laughs> had every idea who i was another guy that didn't know what he was doing and they were right and we're in year 10 yeah and that brings another point of uh of who to take advice from yeah. You know, I mean, as far as, you know, things that we've learned along the way is, uh, you know, who I am seeking advice from has to correlate with what it is that I'm trying to do. Uh, for example, if I'm asking a CEO of a large corporation, you know, what I mean, like who's super successful, right? In that vein, like, man, what did you do? How did you do it? You know, wow, how can I do it? Meanwhile, that's a kind of, and I'm just going to use these words as kind of corporate, meaning like a, a large company, you know what I mean? With all that stuff and then an entrepreneur effort. But it's uh, if I'm taking that advice from a, a corporate CEO, as far as like how to do it, and I'm using my own money as yep. an entrepreneur, um, there may be some good principle information, but not a how to. Is that hot? I told you that was going to be hot, Scott. I just burnt every taste bud in my <laughs> mouth. I, there's no more I can do. I didn't like, believe well, you. He yeah, didn't take your advice. You. Holy shit. <laughs> God bless. I'm hey, sorry. Folks, I told him. I, I told him about this. but I got advice and I didn't listen to it. <laughs> on that, that steam rolling <laughs> off this coffee is hot. Shit. I'm sorry, bro. It's okay. I'll bring it back in. But take us back into who you take advice from matters. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah see? The perfect example. You'll have to excuse my voice the rest of the podcast. Yeah, so again, just correlating it like, hey, if I'm looking for entrepreneur information, I need to find that person out, you know what I mean, who has went through that path. You know, I think your experience being in bootstrapping, that kind of stuff early on, uh, am I, is it fair in saying that you've learned along the way and the Ooh. people that you've worked with and that kind of thing that as far as like, not an easier way, but another way to make money is with money. And as far as going out and gathering investors and that kind of thing and doing more of a capital um, strategy, what's what have you guys learned and picked up along the way? I mean, t- uh, Scott, I know just in the kind of the circles that you've run in and that kind of thing, and Tom being a big part of raising capital for Warrior Star Foundation and that kind of thing. Right. Um, what are what, what's the importance behind that 
and just the kind of the difference in going that kind of that type of way. The the I'll start off by saying is to me uh, equity is either overvaluated or undervaluated. It's kind of like explosives. People expect them to do way more than they can, or they totally fucking obliterate something <laughs> they thought was going to do very little. And when it when you talk about raising capital and to your point, I don't have physical experience in this. Uh, we've had bridge loans up of $100,000 before, yes. which is a simple interest loan to get us through on a PO that's coming in, so to speak. Yet, um, I do have experience in, or well, Tom and I both, giving away a piece of the company, so to speak, way too early. Yeah. Um, and also, um, and I'll bring us back to the vein that, that you took us in. For us, we always had to know that it was more important for us to keep our vision clean than it was to bring in other people's money and give them a say and a seat at the table on what it was we were going to do and how we were going to do it. And and to me, the the times that at least in my, my group of entrepreneurial friends and some uber successful, um, you have to be aware of understanding what your needs are. And if you're in a business or setting up a business that is going to require, for example, manufacturing, distribution, massive sales of products, where if you're gonna create this demand that you have to have a mechanism in place to have the supply you know, created, um, you've, you may have to go get a couple million dollars. Like to do it on your own, there, put it this way, there's times I believe it's stupid to take money and there's times you're stupid not to take money. Um, and, and you either, uh, want to figure out if you want all of nothing or part of something uh, as the, uh, the other way of looking at that goes. Um, and for us in services, um, we, d we have, it also is going to be based on your exit. You know, if there's a predictable exit, if you're entering, let's say you're building an IT company right now, it's predictable that there's some big conglomerate that can easily consume you in three to five years. So you put that plan together. You're selling something that can be put into a spreadsheet and put it in a pro forma that spits out a cool number that investors like to see in a market space where this is happening. Well then, yeah, I've seen people go get five, $7 million with the intention of sometimes giving up 60, 70% of their company to get a few million bucks down the road. Much different than having a passion-based uh, entrepreneurial venture, whether it's you know, consulting, speaking, training, development, you know, that you're going to go provide this. There's not a lot of people aside from um, angel investors, which is to me, I, I interpret that nothing more is really friends and family that are willing to take a risk on you, a lower risk, right? And without giving up any equity in the company, maybe it's on a, a five-year note or it's convertible debt that they can convert into equity. If it looks like your company's going to sell in the future, they can either get their money back or take the equity. Um, and to me, that's actually the fun part of the entrepreneurial but yeah. the, you know, side of the house is structuring deals um, with people that are, you know, really intently based on performance. Um, because back to other people's money versus, uh, you know, your own. Um, and then quite honestly, I've yet to be in a position where I want to take on the responsibility of taking that much money from someone else just be yet on the hook. to be on the hook mm -hmm. for that yeah. money. Right. Um, so yeah, I, 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 not experienced raising capital. Um, yeah. I've read books about it. I've been part of it. Um, our first company we did raise a few million dollars. I didn't, uh, the CEO did. Um, but I did get to learn a lot about it. And, um, 
the the only thing I would say is well, in an absolute example, back to be, understand who you take advice from. You know, Tom and I drove up to Washington D.C. about eight years ago to sit down with two very successful gentlemen. One's a venture capitalist, and and the other one was just a very successful uh, older gentleman who's the CEO. And to summarize what we drove up there for was to listen to some of venture capital experience tell us, look, here's the deal. Here's what you need to this do. This is what you need to do. The minute you can get funded, get it and flip it as fast as you can, so to speak. The other guy looked at us, said, grow it slow, do it on your own. Keep it forever. Keep it forever. Both of them multimillionaires, very successful, two different mindsets, and we didn't do either one. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't align with, back to your point of, yeah. it's like, hey, gather all the intelligence, gather all this really good advice, but at the end of the day, you have to take all that advice and put it into your own, because you have to follow your own passion, your own idea, you know what I mean, and how you want to go about conducting that business. Mm. You know, which may not, like in, in that example you just brought up, like, didn't align with what we wanted to do sure you know <clears throat> but again it was experience-based information that they were giving us and uh and it was priceless you know it gave us points of reference to like okay well we can go this route you know take money and do it you can bootstrap do this it's like hey what do we want to do you know what i mean and that that kind of piece because do we want it to be a legacy company or do we want it to be something that we build and then sell off mm -hmm. you know because those are two totally different strategies, mm -hmm. yep. you know what I mean, if, as, as you move forward. So just getting clear on, you know, what it is that we want, you know what I mean, and what it is that we're trying to do and then begin executing that plan, you know. Yeah. So it come, kind of comes back to normal stuff, right? Gather all the information that you can possible, uh, come up with a clear mission, a clear vision, a clear end state, yeah. you know, legacy or sell, you know, kind of <coughs> deal. And then, uh, and then execute your own plan, and you will learn along the way. <laughs>